from the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Connecticut. This is Teeing It Up, presents the Sunday Sprint for Saturday, October 28th, the year 2017. What week is this, Luke? This is week eight. We're halfway through. We're half. We're, we're halfway through. Look at that. Sunday Sprint Week 8 for the National Football League season. We're doing this on Saturday because Luke's Vikings get to play on Sunday at 4 in the morning or whatever time those London games start. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, any thoughts on the World Series here cutting into Game 4 tonight? Uh, I think the Dodgers are in uh, a little bit of trouble. I mean, the Astros are a much different team at home. All you have to do is win three straight here yeah. at home and you're champions, and they've already got one down uh, going off these last two games. You know, the Astros seem to obviously have the momentum, so... Uh, I think I'm pulling for Houston, and um, so far, so good. I think they're in good shape, even with Kershaw looming. It's, um, it is interesting, in my mind, how one thing can change everything. You know, you go back to Houston 2-0 instead of 1-1, it's a different dynamic. Uh, the Dodgers bullpen's been shaky ever since. The Astro bullpen that my Yankees took advantage of for much of that run, um, now has been the steadier bullpen, and when you get Brad Peacock throwing three and two-thirds of score of hitless ball, it's going to help. Absolutely, and they showed the stat yesterday that the uh, Dodgers used, what, 13 pitchers to get through the first 26 innings of the series, so, you know, that's not sustainable. Um, at a certain point, it'll catch up to them. You're going to need some length from your starters and guys named uh, with other names than Clinton Kershaw, so um, I think the Astros are just in better shape right now than Dodgers at this point for the next few days with that pitching staff and the plus they're at home. So those, I think, are two big advantages. At 9.30 tomorrow morning on the NFL Network from the home of the Tottenham Hotspurs, I believe, isn't that the uh, people who, who, who play in uh, Twickenham Stadium? Uh, your Vikings will face the uh, Browns. Uh, this is a Thursday night football special, by the way, Luke, so expect that music and graphics tomorrow when you watch this game. Um because I know you love a Thursday night football special on Sunday. Uh, look, this division is still wide open. Uh, it's still yours for the taking. Do you think you'll survive this trip? I certainly hope so. Um, my concern is the trip. You know, if we were playing the Browns in Cleveland, I'd feel a lot more confident than playing them in London. The Vikings went out there Wednesday after practice. The Browns went out uh, Thursday. But there's so much other stuff that goes into it. Um, you know, for example, the Vikings practice field this week is only 50 yards long in London, which is uh, the latest example of why I think this whole thing is a joke. Uh, you, don't, you don't even have the space for a proper practice field. Um, but to me, it's the trip that I'm more concerned about than the team that they're playing. Uh, by week looming for the Vikings as well. Maybe you're looking ahead to the, the, the trip home, the week off, yada, yada, yada. You have a winless Brown team. you got to take care of business if you want to win this division. I will say, though, for the Browns, at 0-7, but four of their losses have been by three points. And last week against the Titans, they didn't allow a single touchdown against a pretty good offense that had involved the game that went into overtime. So this Browns defense is pretty good. They're top in the league in stopping the run. And I'm always concerned with Greg Williams. Last two times they faced Greg Williams. He's injured our quarterback uh, today or uh, tomorrow in London. No Sam Bradford, no Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum on the injury report already. If somehow they injure him, it'll be Kyle Slaughter, who, who? months ago was a receiver at Northern Colorado. He's the backup quarterback. Who? How about that? Who? 
I don't get into politics. I don't get into these divisive issues on radio. But I have a hard time believing that Kyle Swatter is a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I'm with you 100%. The one thing I will say is that I'm sure he's a lot cheaper because he's just holding the place until Bridgewater potentially comes off the uh, pup list next week. And uh, they're paying him essentially, or they were when they signed him, practice squad money as opposed to Kaepernick, who I'm sure would command a lot more. And hopefully he never sees a on the field, so it doesn't matter who they have in that position. That, that, that is bizarre. That is just weird. Um, Luke... I have to confess something to you that um, it's really frustrating when a football team messes up. I, I, I think you can commiserate, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Do you realize that the Jets now have gone from basically could have been five and whatever that would have been, two, three, whatever it would have been, and now they're three and whatever. I don't even know what the whatever is because these last two losses have just been debilitatingly frustrating. You lose on a bad rules call with Austin Safarian Jenkins. Potentially lose. I, I, I want to be clear here. Um, on a bad rules call with Austin Safarian Jenkins against the Pats. And then last week, Todd Bowles decides to try to score from your own 15-yard line with 47 seconds left. Um, and now the Jets face the Falcons, who were just demolished in the Fog Bowl 2 on Sunday Night Football last week. They're going to be mad. This is a team that has talent. The Jets are reeling. I, I fear this could be 56 nothing territory tomorrow. Wow. Uh, I'm on the opposite end. Uh, last I heard the weather report, it's going to be real. Yes, it's awful. Yes, and I think that favors the Jets. Um, if you have to stick to the ground and pound game, take that football out of Matt Lyons' hand. And the Jets, as we've seen, they can be pretty good against the run. So if they can slow down the run attack, if the weather can slow down Matt Ryan, uh, I think it'll be a very close game um, there in uh, New York. Josh McCown just can't make the critical mistakes there at the end of the games. I'm not sure if the Jets will win. I don't know if I can go that far with this team. I'm kind of jumping on the Jets bandwagon. Um, but I think they'll certainly keep it to like a one-score game, and I think it'll be nip and tuck throughout if the weather is as bad as uh, I've heard it's supposed to be. Um, but the Falcons reeling off that game last week, they're going to want to come out here after that loss of national TV and, and show everybody uh, what's what. But, you know, offensively, they've just been inconsistent. There's already question marks about the new offensive coordinator. they got their own problems they have to figure out. And uh, maybe that'll take an extra week after uh, coming to New Jersey. It's a good point about the weather. I hadn't thought of that, I have to admit it. Um, and Matt Forte could be traded this week, so this could be a showcase game for him with with, with the trade deadline looming. Just something to watch for uh, going forward. Um, I, I want to touch on Chargers-Pats later. Uh, it's not a game we're covering, but we'll just touch on that later. Dallas-Washington. Don't you feel like this is a big game for Dallas more than for Washington? Washington's decent. Kirk Cousins is playing well. Um, this is a wide-open division that Philly, obviously, is the much better team. I think Philly will demolish San Francisco tomorrow, extend that lead to, what, 7-1, and one, I think they'll become with that win. Um, but to me, this is a really, really interesting game for Dallas because Dallas has been playing better of late. They were able to take advantage of the 49ers being atrocious. They got Zeke running again. Uh, this is a really interesting game to see where Dallas is and where this offensive line is. Yeah, I think it's a huge game for both these teams, obviously, in the division. They're both at 3-3. Three and three. They're trying to catch up and keep pace with the Eagles. 
I will agree that I think it's a, a bigger deal for the Cowboys because they have the higher expectations. I think it's more surprising or more disappointing that they're three and three at this point compared to the Redskins being three and three. The Cowboys should be better than the Redskins, and yet they're at the same point here. And if the Redskins win tomorrow, Cowboys will fall to a third place. And then plus, on top of it all, you still have. It's Ezekiel Elliott suspension hanging over their heads that who knows what's going to happen with that moving forward. Maybe that occurs at some point this year. And you have to take advantage of these games, and you do have Zeke, more so than winning only half of your first six games, if at some point he is going to miss six more games later on this year. So Dallas needs this game more than Washington. But, you know, the Redskins obviously have their own issues. We saw that Monday night against the Eagles. That was a huge game. They really need that to stay in the thick of things. Now if they lose tomorrow, they're in big trouble in that division. Uh, the wild cards are, of course, at this point still wide open. Um, but the Cowboys have won four straight trips to Washington. That's not a home field advantage anymore in this rivalry for the Redskins at home against Dallas. And the Cowboys obviously are uh, at more talent, uh, I, I would say, at least on the offensive end. Um, but Kirk Cousins is playing well. He got showed up a little bit by Carson Wentz. But, but don't sleep on Cousins. He's still having a good year, too. He is the home team they need to win. I'll take the Cowboys. But uh, still, for me, this is uh, kind of a 50-50 toss-up. Um, we we shall see we shall see how this shakes out uh, tomorrow afternoon on Fox. Only only two late games tomorrow. That's a red zone nightmare. Um, Pittsburgh Detroit Sunday night football. I I you know it. I'm not a big fan of the Lions. I, I think Pittsburgh wins this game pretty handily. Um, it is interesting though. We've got uh, what Bob McNair said yesterday off the field. The Steelers had the most. Uh, uh, visible issues after the last protest attempt got botched. We'll see if they if their players want to protest tomorrow. How this affects the game. Normally, I would not bring this up, but as you and I both know, Pittsburgh had some problems after that protest got completely messed up, and some people ended up upset with how it went. And now the problems with Martavius Bryant, who if I'm the Steelers, I'm just getting rid of. But there's no room for that in the locker room. Again. What is he doing? He he was injured. He wanted or or um, sorry, he was suspended. He wanted to come back. He uh, Sports Illustrated a whole article on how he's a changed man, and now he's just complaining. It's, it's ridiculous. I have no patience for for athletes who put their own statistics above the team. Yeah, and it's public about it, and, can, and it's not a one case thing. And then apologizing, he's he stayed on this this trail, complaining, you know, day after day, and. Has been deactivated now for this game. Uh, it's time to move on. That's a cancer in, a, in any locker room. So the Steelers have their problem is off the field, other than Roethlisberger's five interception game, whatever that was. Uh, but you know, you look at the Lions. I agree with you. I said it from the beginning. I was surprised by their fast start, but now looking back at it, they beat a, a bad Cardinals team. They beat a terrible Giants team, and they beat a Vikings team with Case Keenum at fumbled three times. Only had seven points at home. They shouldn't have won that game either. They had like two hundred yards of total offense that day, um, but. For the Lions, they've lost three out of their last four. They're now without Golden Tate, their leading receiver. Uh, they have some problems, too. So the Steelers, even with their off-the-field issues, are a better team as long as they don't let those distractions seep in. I think Pittsburgh wins on the road in Detroit, despite the Lions really needing this game to stay over 500. Really fast off-topic, you've covered baseball, football, and basketball at either a college or minor league level. When guys actually go to coaches and complain and do it right, have you seen teams improve when guys actually go to a coach and say, hey, I, I don't like the way this is going, here's my idea? I'm sure. Um, you know, I'm sure it's happened. I don't know if I've, I know of any cases like that. I will tell you that off the top of my head, I can think of two cases in which a player uh, did complain. 
in a poor way about their involvement with the team. And in both cases, those players were let go almost immediately. There's just no room in locker rooms for guys who are incredibly selfish like that, um, like Bryant is doing. Yeah. Uh, Denver, Kansas City, Monday Night Football. Um, I'm not quite sure how to view this game. Uh, or, 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 I, I feel like we're headed towards another Patriots-Kansas City um, AFC Championship game, and then Oakland wins just a crazy game on Thursday Night Football last week that could change those standings just that little itty bit. I'm not sure how to view this division or this game. I don't know how to view either of these teams. I'm still, you know, five days won't change my opinion on the Chiefs. I think they're still very talented. I think they're still one of the best, if not the best, teams in the AFC. But um, they got to get right. They got to get back on the right track. And I think at home against this Broncos team is maybe exactly what the uh, the, the uh, doctor ordered. The Broncos' offense is a mess. They've come crashing back to earth as well with Trevor Simeon, who early on looked like. Um, you know, a world beater looks like Tom Brady. So uh, the Chiefs are the better team. Broncos have a good defense, but but that offense uh, I think was playing above its head the first few weeks. I don't think the Broncos are a serious competitor yet until they figure out that quarterback position. Chiefs are just more talented. They're going through a rough patch, but they'll, they'll figure it out. Anytime Andy Reid has extra time to get ready, the teams play much better. So um, you know, they'll correct the ship here against the Broncos and, and get back on the right track and move forward. Um, Luke. Unfortunately, we have to get towards the end of our radio program. Oh. There you go, right on cue. Your game of the uh, weekend is? Uh, I will say, you know, I guess I'll go Cowboys Redskins. Uh, I'm with you. It's not the best slate ever. I'll just fully say that. Your sleeper game? Sleeper game, I will say, you know, I'll go Patriots Chargers, the one you mentioned earlier. I think that's an interesting game because I think the the, the, the the Pats have a propensity to lose at weird moments, and I think they may lose this game. I just have a weird feeling about it. Chargers are playing well right now, and, and they can get after the quarterback, so watch out, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, your um, your uh, game to watch, the Sanderson Farms Championship during Luke. If you win that tournament, you get a chicken trophy. That's right, a trophy that has a chicken on top of it. Well, that's my kind of tournament, but it's also the uh, the lock of the week, uh, Eagles over the Niners. Yes, uh, that's everything. Survivor, golf, whatever you want to do. Um, and finally, your, your, your player. I'll go coach. Um, Bill, it's... Um uh, Downing, the offensive coordinator in the for the Oakland Raiders, has to get this offense uh, going correctly. You! You've got a wedding today and 9.30 football tomorrow. Will you be up and ready and at it on time? Thank goodness for DVR. And the groom is a, a Vikings fan as well. A family from Minnesota that didn't plan properly. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. How do you have a fall wedding? I don't know. Unacceptable. They don't believe in the hashtag no fall wedding thing, huh? I guess not. Um, so your plan is to wake up late and watch it with him? Uh, not him, but back home with the family late, yes. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I don't care that we're now over 15 minutes. You could wake up tomorrow after the wedding and watch it live at 9.30, but you are predicting that you will not wake up at 9.30 and thus you will watch it later than 9.30. Yeah, I'm not sure when I will wake up. Uh, the wedding will be about 45 minutes from my home, so I'll be traveling as well in the morning. Oh, oh. And so uh, I'm, I'll have my phone shut off, 
staying away from update social media, and I'll get home with the family, and uh, we'll put it on on the DVR and, and catch up. But you could listen to it on Westwood One Radio. Uh, I would choose the Vikings uh, radio crew because I love listening to them on my NFL mobile app, but that's still not the same. I, I still have a chance to watch it, even if it's delayed. I'd rather do that. You are a weird fellow with some things, Luke. <laughs> but we anyway. still... But we still love you here on Teeing It Up. Uh, I appreciate it. Enjoy your football Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Likewise. And we will see you tomorrow morning for the Fantasy Update.